Are you tired of seeing the latest social media trends and fearing the worst? Does the daily news bring you down? Are you looking for something new and fun to listen to? Well, well that's, that's where, where we, we come, come in. in. Hi. Hi. It's Frankie. And Garrett. And we host The Ever-Trending Story, a weekly podcast where we present a fictional story utilizing the hottest happenings in the world and bring it straight to your earbuds. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Just go to anchor.fm slash evertrendingpod and subscribe today. Welcome to another episode of My Drunk Movie Theater. I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And it's been what feels like forever since we've done a yeah. show, Trisha. Uh, it really has. Uh, I've, I've missed doing this. Um, so if you're tuning back in, thank you for sticking it out. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you just wanted to see, oh, hey, we popped up in the subscription thing. Cool. Thanks for coming back. Uh, if you're new to the show, welcome. We try to do a show where we bitch about our jobs as uh, movie theater managers and talk about movie news. So uh, usually while imbibing a few alcoholic beverages. Not today. I'm still kind of on a uh, sobriety kick right now post-surgery. I've had a couple drinks since mm-hmm. surgery, but uh, nothing major. So um, plus it's like a Tuesday afternoon when we're recording and I'm going to have to drive to Kauffman Stadium later to get the game. So, uh, you know need to not be intoxicated when i do that but um yeah so life has kind of come at us fast in the last few weeks so you were on vacation um i released the last of the dune compilation episodes in that time um so if you're if you were interested in us reading the dune uh the the first dune book by frank herbert you can go back and check those episodes out they'll be marked mdmt dune book club part whatever um definitely recommend checking those out with dune coming out especially if you're reading the book not that we provide any real insight on any of the content in those uh in that book but you know it's always fun to to have pals that have read the book along with you you know to kind of discuss it with so and that's kind of what those episodes are um yeah so let's see so we had that um you went on vacation uh i finally got recalled at the theater finally finally after a lot of painstaking effort that I'm not going to get into, but um, it's good to be back. So I can officially say that uh, when at the end of October, I will be leaving the DMV. Um, so close. So, so close. I'm getting there. But uh, yeah, so that's happening. Um, so I got to ask, how was your vacation? It was fun. I yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, sharing a house with my entire family it was a learning experience. <laughs> but we had fun that's good so went to uh where uh, somewhere in bumfuck alabama orange beach alabama yeah, close this, enough this is down on the gulf <laughs> yeah, it was on a beach i don't disagree with you that it was bumfuck alabama but i was on a beach that's what matters i was over on the beach that will be your thing <laughs> on vacation and something happens so we we had a, a neighbor that had an impromptu jam session we discovered is an actual band oh based out of arkansas so that was kind of fun all right yeah well that's cool it was a lot of fun 
Yeah, I was going to say, you, you sent us pictures of Alligator Alley or something mm -hmm. to that effect. Uh, so there's there's a picture somewhere floating around of Trisha holding what should be uh, Gator Loki uh, if he didn't <laughs> have his horns on. It is the second time I've held an alligator. The first time was when Zootopia came out. The theater had like a an animal guy come out with a bunch of animals for the kids. Mm -hmm. And he had like a baby alligator, but that one was small. Yeah. The one I held at an alligator alley was much bigger. Right. Obviously not a full size, but mm -hmm. <laughs> we did see some big ones there though. Like yeah. uh, Captain Crunch. <laughs> it's the same. Like 13 it, feet long. That's true. He's, I've seen the picture. He's a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad you had fun on vacation. So uh while you were gone i got to deal with nitwits so um not as much while you were gone but it seemed like as soon as i got recalled uh this past friday um the dumbasses wanted to come out in force so i feel like we got to dig into it <laughs> don't we? um while you were gone i did have an incident where i had a lady who took her kid to see jungle cruise um and she was there for the 7 30 or the eight o'clock show i think it was the eight o'clock show and she walked into the seven o'clock show on our biggest theater or on our biggest screen so she only got to see the last like 30 minutes of the movie or something to that effect didn't see the whole movie and so i wanted to come out and complain about it this has happened now three times since then twice in in one day uh and again after i got recalled but this particular lady wanted to argue with me about what her ticket said versus where she went to versus where she was told to go to. Tried blaming it on our special needs ticket taker, who I know for a just, fact. Just flat out rude. It is. Um, yeah, wanted to. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so so I said, well, ma'am, do you have your tickets? And so I'm looking at them and I go, ma'am, your, your show was in theater one, not theater eight. And she goes, well, I told them the eight o'clock. I said, yes, the eight o'clock show was in theater one. Which is across the hall and a little further down, like kind of catty corner. Yeah. And she goes, but I told them the eight o'clock. And I said, ma'am, I said, your ticket shows cinema one. Yes, you told them the eight o'clock and they sold you the eight o'clock. You went into the, you went into theater eight. Yes. Because so, you saw a giant eight and your brain went, that one. Yeah, so I, I pointed out and I said, and not only that, on the digital mylars, it tells you what the showtime is below the picture of the, the poster for the feature playing in there. And so, of course, she wanted to know what we could do about it. And I'm sitting there going, nothing. Not much of anything, because you're a dumbass. Like, now, if she said, I'm an idiot and I walked into the wrong showtime, is there yeah. anything you can do for me? I am more than willing to help you out. Yeah, that's what I don't get. How do you walk into a theater to a movie that's already well over halfway done and not notice until it ends right like you walk in like if you're walking into the movie halfway through i mean the rock and emily blunt are already in the midst of the action like you have yeah. no idea what the hell's happened up to that point i don't understand how you get that mixed up yeah but but again it happened again this past weekend what was that day was that saturday I think it was Saturday evening, Saturday afternoon. Probably because I didn't work Saturday. Yeah, so it was Saturday because I was texting you about it. Uh, I had, somebody came up and started talking to Megan because they had done the same thing with Paw Patrol. 
uh, wound up going into theater number 10 when they needed to go to theater number 11 and only saw the last 30 minutes of Paw Patrol. And of course- Once again, people like to just go into the first theater that they see the poster for the movie they want to see instead of recognizing that we have multiple theaters showing the same movie and go find the right theater. Yeah. So, but it wasn't just this one woman and her daughter. It was this one woman and her daughter and then a whole separate group of about eight people with their kids. So I had to deal with that. And I'm going, how? How do this many people, how are this many people this stupid all at the exact same time? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. Like reading your ticket is not hard. Reading the signs is not hard. Like, are you blamed? Like when you get off on the wrong exit on the highway, are you blaming the sign for not saying what you thought it said? Like, right? I don't understand. Uh, so anyway, so I get to deal with that. So that was that was my stupidity about while you were gone and and after coming back to uh, to to salary. But then I have to follow up because it was a so that was that was the the groups on for Paw Patrol on that Saturday. That was just phase one of my Saturday night. Okay. Phase phase two, let's roll into this bit of it, ignorance. So we have talked on this show. We don't have enough staff right now. We don't have enough staff to sit there and put a person in each auditorium during every showtime to sit through the movie and make sure nobody's dicking around or babies aren't crying or anything to like that. We just don't. We don't even have enough staff at this point to make sure that the floor crew is running around from theater to theater checking every five to 10 minutes. We just don't. Sorry. So when you come to me now, initially I thought that their movie had only like 20 minutes left. They went to see Candyman. Turns out I was wrong because I was looking at the wrong. I did the same thing that our previous customers did. So I acknowledge my my fuck up, but I had also already had kind of a, a headache for the day. So, but I acknowledge here's I goof, but even still, this makes it even worse. So I thought that our seven o'clock show for Candyman was in number eight which is our biggest theater i was mis- but that's because i'm used to the seven o'clock show in your in. in your defense that's usually the case yes so it's just with candy man's a weird length that it kind of threw things off a little bit right so so uh, so i said okay so i said your movie may have like 20 minutes left if that and they didn't correct me and so <laughs> anyway so this couple wanted to complain that there was a person with a crying three-month-old with them. That how, was, which my question is, how'd they know it was a three-month-old? Right, one. It's okay. a very specific number. They yeah. didn't just say baby. Right, crying three-month-old. Three yeah, so that's one. So two, all right, so even if there was 20 minutes left in the movie and they're, they demanded a refund, well, first off, I'm not giving you a refund because there's 20 minutes left in the movie. You basically sat through it. Turns out they were actually in the seven o'clock in theater 16 and that showtime had already ended by the time, by the time they came and complained to me. So I'm going, okay, so either way, you're not getting a refund because you sat through the entire film at this point. You're not getting anything. And so, you know, so now you're demanding of me, like, why is nobody, you know, why are they letting a lady with a three month old into an R rated movie and this, that, and the other. And it's like, because there's, there's no there's no rule against it there just is i'm sorry i'm not gonna tell a new mother that yeah you can't take your kid to that movie not because it's rated r but because your kid's gonna cry honestly the expectation is on the mother to if the baby starts crying to get up and walk out 
And Which if, if that, someone would have come out during the movie and, and said, hey, there's a baby crying, we could have sent someone in yeah. to talk to said mother to do something about it. But you decided to wait till the movie was over and then complain. Right. Nothing I can do about it. Yeah. So, so of course, they're asking, I said, man, there's, there's no rule against babies being in a movie theater. There just, there just isn't. Now, and like I, like I said earlier, we don't have enough staff to make sure that there's somebody to check for any, any obstruction or, you know, commotion causing incident every single movie. There just isn't. So we're dependent on customers to get up off their dead ass and come get help. And I'll get to that in a minute because that, that gets to my third and final story for the weekend. And so anyway, so of course they go, so there's nothing you can do. I said, no, ma'am. I said, you're way past, the, I said, you've already sat through the entire movie. You're way past the, the refund marker. I said, the best I could do is I can give you some passes to come back on us, but that, that would be it. And well, she goes, well, we won't be back. And just got up and walked off. I said, cool. Have a save me the the legwork that i don't have to go get your passes and you don't have to come back so like you're not scaring me when you say you're not coming back because i'm just sitting there going cool you're one less pain in the ass i have to deal with like right sorry about you i'm like uh, I, we you know that's what I, I i i like that our generation of like customer service is starting to get to a point where we're going no the customer isn't always right like we're done we're over. I think this past year has just put everybody to the point where we just go, <laughs> fuck you, I'm done. Now, you're not getting your way because you want to throw a fit over something you had control over during your feature. Like, yeah. like, and I get, I get being in a movie where somebody's kids aren't, you know, behaving. right, you know, but again, we don't know that there's a problem if you don't come tell us there's a problem. And if nobody's willing to get up and tell mm-hmm. us there's a problem, ain't shit we can do about it. Which, did anyone else come out of that theater and say anything about a baby crying? Not one damn person, Trisha. Not one damn person. And it's Candyman, so probably was a decent amount of people in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not not one person. So before I get to my last story, though, Trisha, did you have any stories you wanted to share? Not that I can think of. Okay. I wanted to give you, give you this time <laughs> before I start on this rant, because kids listening, it's going to be... <laughs> It's gonna be a fucking rant. This is this is a doozy. This is one that even I sat afterward. I I was pissed off the next morning, like came into work the next day, and I was still angry about it. So, like I said earlier, if there is an issue happening in your theater that is disrupting the film for you or other patron patrons, you should definitely get up and come notify the staff, or better yet, a manager, so that way the situation can be dealt with. Case in point, so this is phase three of my Saturday night. Saturday night, Megan and I are closing out the building. We're waiting, you know, our, our, our concessionists are closing the stand down. We're finishing up the, the money for the night so that way we can take it to, I'm sitting there debating taking the money to, to the bank to get it out of the building because uh, kind of a big load, right, you know? And so I'm like, yeah. So before I even make that decision, however, there's a knock on our door. Okay. Kitchens or the concession staff's done. Like they just need to come check them, right? So Megan gets up and while I'm finishing up the paperwork, she's taking in the notice and hollers back, uh, Sutton? Yeah, uh, we, we have a situation. 
So I come up and I go, what's going on? And so our frontliner informs me that there's a woman out there with her kids who apparently got into a fight in theater number one with some other patrons and wants to talk to somebody about it. And I just go, what? Like, uh, seriously, like that Blink-182 gif of, of Mark Hoppus just going, what the fuck? Like, I'm just like, yeah, that, that was me at that point. Like, uh, may not have been Mark Hoppus. I can't remember, but yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, so I go, okay, where's she at? And then he goes, well, she's over here in a white shirt. So I asked this one, I said, how can I help you? And she goes, you all don't have anybody paying attention around here. Y'all aren't doing your job. I was like, whoa, whoa what i don't know what's going on so we've been in the office trying to get our stuff done for the night like we don't know what's what's going on apparently this is the first we've heard of any issues yeah this is the first thing we've heard so this woman berates me uh you know because we don't have security there's nobody there um and then her her daughter is underage and being you know her and her friends are being attacked by some other people in the theater and i go okay which auditorium first off and it's like theater one okay free guys in there so i'm like all right walk me through what happened like and of course when i say walk me through what happened nobody walks me through what happens it's her daughter immediately pulls out her phone says i got pictures of the guys and them driving away they're a little blurry and i'm looking at them like okay first off your picture of the two dudes is from the back of their heads like from behind them so i can't see anything secondly your pictures are so blurry that i can't even get a license plate number like I don't know what you want me to do. And I'm like, I best I can do with this. I can call the police for you and get them over here to, to help figure out the situation. I said, we can stop, you know, whoever's in the theater and see if maybe they saw anything or know anything about what was going on. I said, what did any of this take? Like, I'm asking all the questions to figure out what happened. And if I can mm-hmm. go back and find these guys on camera, apparently the entire fight took place in the auditorium in the auditorium so it didn't spill out into the hallway it didn't spit out spill out into the parking lot so the only video i would have been able to get is of somebody leaving the building and i'd have to find these anyway and that's not given, the, given the theater they're in we could probably get video of them walking into the auditorium but we wouldn't know who to look for right uh, and I, we would we because that would be anyone going to theaters one through probably seven mostly yeah. most likely one through six but the one camera we have over there yeah we we yeah. would just get ever, anybody who went in it. right Let's and see. then trying to catch them as they were leaving like would be uh, the exact same thing we already have on on yeah. our camera phone it's just gonna be the back side of them so anyway so i said let me go check the cameras let me see what i can find so i go immediately start flipping through and of course our camera system god bless it is slow to update so when they're telling me it happened 15 minutes ago, it has not updated for the last 15 minutes. So it's like every two or three minutes when motion detects it or whatever. So I'm sitting there, of course, they start knocking on the door. Hey, did you find them? I'm like, no, not yet. I'm looking like I am trying. I'm waiting for this thing to update. Give me yeah. a minute. I, I did tell them, I said, we've gone ahead and called Lisa at the police department. So if you guys will wait, you guys can talk to them, file a police report. We can get them video. We can we can do everything that we can. Like I am trying yeah, yeah. to cooperate and be helpful to them. Yeah. So anyway, well then, as I'm sitting there and I'm trying trying to get this thing to update a little faster, it's not working. Door knocks again. Okay, cool. Well, so it's it's the police. 
So I talked to the two officers and they go, hey, what's going on? We got called out. I said, here's what I'm being told. I said, I don't know. Now, before they showed up and before I went back to the cameras after getting interrupted the first time, um, I did have a customer come by and say, yeah, we saw, we couldn't really tell everything that was going on because we were sitting at the back, but the other two guys started it. And I go, okay, that's a start. Like you're getting me somewhere here. okay anything else no not really okay but hey at least i know that these people didn't instigate cool so cops show up and they go well where are they and i go well they were out in the lookout and of course the victim group has already left and i'm going okay so of course the cops say all right well do you have anything i said i don't i said um I said, looks like they left before. And they go, well, we can't really do anything, which I'm sitting going, I'm aware. <laughs> like yeah. we can't really do anything without a victim group or, or an instigator or any of that. Um, so we can't really file a police report. And I said, but if, you know, I said, if you sent them, if they said, if you sent them toward to us, we can, uh, we can, if they show up, we can come back and we can get it. So that's fine. I said, that's just really frustrating because, you know, I called you guys out here to help them and they left before you could even do such a thing. Yeah. So cops leave. I give up the search on the cameras. I'm just like, it's not updating fast enough. It's not, there's not going to be enough helpful video there anyway. I'm just, but then I, I decide, okay, I just need to know something. So I go and I look at the attendance numbers for that particular showing of Free Guy, including the victim group of about four or five and the two dudes that got into the fight with them. Trisha, there were 32 people in that auditorium. 32 people, guys. Now that doesn't sound like a lot of people, but when you're in an enclosed space together, that's enough. But that means when you when you exclude the people involved, there was 25 people watching the movie while this was happening and chose not only to not come get someone as it was happening, but only one of those 25 chose to stop and say anything afterwards to confirm who instigated it. Yeah. That means 24 people watched this fight happen, didn't get anyone, and just went home like it was no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Out of 32 people, not one person could be bothered to get off their ass and come get help. And then I have to throw this on top of it. And this is what really kind of chapped my ass. I watched as every person came out of that theater outside of the two dudes that had already left after getting into their shit. And then the victim group. The victim group, all African-American. Every single person that came out of that theater, white as a fucking snowflake. Like, just... And I sat there and I went, I don't want to be that person. Like, I don't want to sit there and just say it's a race issue right out the gate. But like, there were enough people in there that regardless of color, somebody should have said something. Yes. Management before it happened. And that just to me is indicative of the time we live live in. And that's why I'm furious. Absolutely furious. Like, regardless of race, somebody should have gotten up and said anything. Said something. Yeah. You know. Um, but nobody could be bothered to interrupt their own movie, even though it was already being interrupted. Right. To do the right thing. Then like, we that. were talking about it and I was saying, okay, 
you know, Megan was showing pictures that there was a bunch of like overturned cups and like kind of debris, so to speak, mm-hmm. along kind of the, that main row into the theater. So I'm like, okay, say the fight happened blocking the door the, or the, the entry way in the main way in and out of the theater. Yeah. No other way for them to get out except past the fight. Okay, you don't want to get in the middle of it to try to get out. Cool. Once it was over and people were leaving, that's when you go and you talk to somebody. Yeah. You don't just go home. Yeah. So that leads to my next point. So as I counted the people leaving, the very first person that came out of the theater decides to come up and go, well, did you guys hear about what happened in there? Her, der, der. I'm going yeah we did and he just like well crazy stuff you have a good night i'm sitting on i'm glad you find it funny i am glad that you find this absolutely hysterical that people were being caught up in a fight in a movie that families were in yeah and instead of getting off your ass and saying you just laughed at the situation now granted i'll laugh at the situation later but right now, I'm still fuming. Yeah. I'm actually, honestly, I don't know that I'll laugh about the situation it's because ridiculous. because that is that is something that is terribly fucking wrong. Yeah, and I'm going. Definitely. You know, we've announced on the show that that I'm having a kid, and I'm sitting there going, I, "This is the world I'm going to have to raise my child in." Like that upsets me more than anything. And I know, I know everybody's you know, listening that it's going on. Oh, it's just, just a fight in a movie theater. It's not just a fight in a movie theater, guys. This is, this is basic de- human decency thrown out the window. Like, this is not looking out for your neighbor or your fellow man. This is just, well, it's going to inconvenience me, so I'm going to stay put. And may, who knows? Maybe this fight was more blown out of proportion. I don't know. Like, because I wasn't there. Like, it could be that they just yeah. popcorn and then, you know, two dudes left and other people went and scrapped with them. What? I don't know. I don't know. But at the same time, I'm going, you're, you're so lazy and not willing to do the right thing to, to, because you don't want to interrupt your movie. Mm-hmm. That speaks volumes to me. And that's incredibly upsetting. And that's why that's why I was still pissed the next next afternoon when I came when I came in. You tell me that that one of the parents of one of the kids involved. Mm-hmm. You come up wanting to talk to someone. Yeah. And I was pretty much like, "Look, I'll talk to you about it," but I was not here. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know anything other yeah. than there was a fight. No one talked to us. Yeah. Like I I I can't help you. I told him that you would be in in a few hours and he left his phone number and wanted you to call him. And I did. And I basically told him everything that I knew that happened. I said, I've been trying to check cameras. I can't find anything. I said, all the- You don't actual- really have anything to go on to look for anyway. I said, all the, all the, all of other, the- Other than two white dudes. Yeah. Okay. You know how many white dudes we, pairs of white dudes we have come in? Yeah. At any given time? Yeah. So- yeah and i'm like i i said and he goes well you know we're we're gonna file a police report and he goes did you file a report with your your boss i said i did i sent an email to them letting them know what was going on going on i said i can forward that to you i said i'd be more than happy to if there's anything else i can do please let me know like there probably isn't much but this is what i sent them and i said you know this is this is what i got out of it i said which honestly isn't much but at least it's a start there's at least a record of it 
you know? But yeah, I'm just, I'm just blown away by the absolute laziness of people. Yeah. By the inconsiderate, like, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. I don't know. I'm one of those that, you know, selfishness. Yeah. Like I'm one of those, I self-centered, I should say. Yeah. A fight starts to break out. Like I'm either going to go get security or go get like the Foo Fighters concert. We haven't even talked about us going to the Foo Fighters concert. (laughs) We went to see the Foo Fighters right before you went on vacation. And literally, literally like three people over from us there's a fight that breaks out before the food can take over there was there was a dude that was already drunk by the time we even really got in there yeah like he was already obnoxious when the opener was was on and then you know the opener finishes up and there's that gap where they're resetting the stage whatnot and this dude is just being loud obnoxious and we didn't really think much of it Mm-hmm. other than oh look there's already the, you know the one random drunk guy food fighters haven't even come on yet and then next thing we know they're he's yelling and we turn around and he is yelling at some dude directly behind him and as i'm watching he headbutts the dude like just straight. about knocks him over and starts yelling about something about my space and my woman i think he said at some point i don't know yeah. he was incoherent drunk and like everyone around like gave a wide berth one dude went in and tried to push him apart and like everyone on the outskirts was looking around like all right we're we're security we need to i was gonna say me me and the couple next to us were like flagging down security like get over here get somebody over here now yeah and we watched them yank them out yeah like and you know you and antel are everyone in the crowd was immediately like someone gave security this guy's drunk and immediately was like this guy didn't do anything this guy from what we gather, it it sounded like the drunk guy thought the other guy was getting too close to him, was like trying to like encroach on his spot. Yeah. I'm like it's it's a GA concert at you know, it's an outdoor amphitheater. Mm-hmm. You gotta get a little squishy at times, like you're on the lawn. Like if you want your own space, spring for a seat. Exactly. But um but yeah, everyone was very quick to give them space there was a lady immediately protecting the handful of kids that were next to us mm-hmm. which ansel and i were sitting there discussing whether or not we should tell the mom send the kids down this way to the other side of us yeah but there wasn't really a good way to do it so we didn't and like everyone was immediately defending the dude that didn't do anything making sure he was okay yeah. pointing at the guy who was the perpetrator yeah and making sure that they had a path to get him out safely yeah that's how you should be responding yeah yeah it was not just sit there watch it happen and then go home yeah (laughs) laugh laugh about it with uh, at the you know as as you mentioned it to the management staff as you're leaving like yeah yeah no that's it wasn't okay so yeah so so what happened at foo fighters is how it how it should have gone well a fight shouldn't have happened period Mm -hmm. but but if it's gonna happen that's how it should that's how it should be handled yes that's how it should be handled you know not not this horse shit of let's not say anything until everything's over or you know whatever like i don't know trisha i my my faith in humanity just plummeted that uh, on saturday night it just it did yeah so anywho but yeah but that's enough that's enough sad shit let's talk about some happy stuff going on in our lives so uh crystal and i had our anatomy scan the other night or other day we were having a little girl 
So everybody is excited. Um, Surprised. I thought we both thought for sure we were having a little boy, but it's okay. Not upset about it. So you just, Trisha, now you get another little girl to bond with and and teach about Royals baseball. Like it's going to be fine. That's your, that's your, 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 your aunt task. So make her a baseball fan. Yes. So. Uh, yeah, because we got football and basketball covered in this household. We just need some help with the baseball. So it's fine. Yep. But um, so, yeah, so we found that out. Of course, I also wound up, uh, my sister wound up giving birth to her son uh, while we were on hiatus as well. So, welcome to the world, Colson An- Andrew, or as I'm calling him, baby agent. So, you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> you weren't the first person to sit there and say, say, after Colt, like, agent colson i'm like no but i was the one that said you should name him colson and you said oh, that's a good idea that's what i'm gonna call him let's call him agent so, so i'm taking credit that's fine so yeah so other than that like i said not much else going on so we just were now waiting out the next few months for for baby laurel Lynn to show up so yeah yeah so everybody's all all hunky-dory so it's all baby fever and shit over here but it is what it is so I talked tattoos with a couple customers who not only liked my ink, but new empire records. <laughs> nice. Made me happy. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And then tipped well, even though I can't take it. Yeah, it happens. No. Downside of being salary. It's okay. We'll pull all of our money together. And we'll have a pizza party. It'll be fine. So <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so we've got a lot of movie news to, well, I say a lot of movie news to discuss. Um, oh, I did have one other rant I needed to provide. So this one, yeah, this one's not, this one's not nearly as bad. It's just one of those that I'm like, I've been bitched at since, uh, so our county has gone back under mask mandate uh, effective back in, at the beginning of August. It has been extended through uh, mid-October? October 7th. So um so you know we're back wearing masks. Oh, of course, we went company wide mask mandate for all of our employees. So um, after after working at a theater that had a COVID outbreak during that tenure, uh, I'm going yeah. Uh, good luck getting all these podunk towns to do it. But whatever. Right. So anyway, that's a story for another day. But uh, no. So you know, mask mandates back in effect. We keep. We tend to keep a supply of paper masks on hand for customers that forget or don't know any better quote quote whatever so but we keep them on hand we wound up burning through all of them and had to go and raid a walmart to get more we're almost out of the ones we got a walmart in in a week's time so the night that we run out which is the previous saturday from all this other shit wound up getting into it with some white trash dude over it who refuses to go and buy a mask sorry i remembered the story having to do with this about the but go ahead okay so anyway so white trash dude's like well you know can i get a refund i'm like after you put a mask on and so i'm sitting there debating with myself whether or not i really just want to call the cops and have him leave without getting him any money or if it's even worth it so i'm just like yeah come over here i'll get you a refund like just go just get the fuck out like go away the next day i get another pair of wonderful people who come in no mask and i say do you guys have masks and i'm like no um do you have any like no we we ran out last night i'm sorry 
husband gets all in a tizzy of course i'm giving them the refund and the entire time he is ranting about how it's such bullshit that this is like what is the point of me even getting vaccinated if we gotta wear the mask i'm like dude it's not my fault like and and his wife is like telling him shut up it's not his problem it's not his fault he doesn't make the rules he's just doing his job but then she follows i do think it's ridiculous that you don't have any masks to give us i'm like yeah we ran out last night because people don't want don't wear theirs or bring theirs in so you know you, you are part of the problem. I find it ridiculous that we're a year and a half into this pandemic and you don't have a mask to wear. Yeah. Yeah. So That's that brings me turn, to my turn next, right back around on you. That, that brings me back to my, to my latest point, which is you go into a McDonald's or any other place, no shoes, no shirt, no service. Mm-hmm. Mask applies as well because, and here's the other thing with that, you're expecting us to provide a mask. Are you also expecting us to provide you with shoes and a shirt as well? Because I'm about to tell you, I ain't doing that. Like- Because we require it doesn't mean we have to provide it. Exactly. So, Especially not for free. We could be charging for the masks. Honestly, we probably should be charging for the masks at this point. We're going boom, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, so the day after we ran out, I was not here for the original conversation, but I- I did see the woman on her way in and I was racking up. Apparently this this lady comes in. She, I think the rest of her family had masks. She didn't ask if we had one. Um, the, the box office employee said, no, I'm sorry, we ran out. So she goes back out to her car, comes back in with her improvised mask. Well, I walk into the stand just after the employee has walked back and asked our other manager, if her impromptu mask is okay and he's laughing and so i'm like what apparently this woman went out to her car got a clean diaper and proceeded to cover the entire lower half of her face in a diaper (laughs) that was her mask (laughs) and the the other manager when asked if this is okay i guess was like the an A for everyone, I guess, sure. And so I'm like, I have to see this woman. Like, what do you mean she, she used the diaper? Sure enough, she comes, she gets her tickets. She walks back to the stand and she has, I mean, she has the nose, the mouth, like all the way back to her ears, under her chin, the entire lower half of her face is covered with the diaper. And she's just going about business, you know, getting her concessions, whatever. And we're just sitting there trying not to laugh in her face because it's one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. I, it, it, she, I mean, she has her nose and mouth covered, like, more so than some of the other people. True. That, that is... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. The, the ASMR situation going on here. Trisha's being, being hand-fed snacks by her roommate, so um and i was laughing at that but no the the diaper face covering (laughs) might be my all-time favorite thing to come out of out of this whole situation it's backing up it's effective that thing's got multiple layers so you know ain't shit getting covid ain't getting in or out like like i just love that when the employee came back apparently specified that it was a clean diaper (laughs) yes (laughs) my I wanted to be like, well, did you ask if it was a clean diaper or did she offer the information it was a clean diaper? Because I would assume that. Right. I would hope she didn't put a dirty diaper on her face. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I'm talking ear to ear, like, yeah. From like, you could see her eyes and everything below that was covered by this diaper. 
Oh, it was my. truly impressive. And I'm like, did you just like use the, the elastic? Like, how did you, like, I don't even know how she attached it, but uh, it was impressive. It, it created more questions than answers, but it, it got us the, the result we wanted. So that's all we can really ask for. <laughs> I mean, like you said, that thing's got layers. It's probably got 10 times more layers than any mask anyone's wearing. So Exactly. So I don't know how she could breathe in it, but. <laughs> more power to her. Improvise, I, adapt, overcome. Yep, exactly. Uh, I I just I worry that you know she didn't put any baby powder on her face and may cause issues there. So I just don't want her to get di diaper rash. That's all. So anyway, all right. Well, you want to take a quick break? When we come back, uh, we got we got to talk about the ScarJo situation uh, with Disney and Marvel and uh, shenanigans. Um, we've also so we've got that. I've got I'm gonna just give you guys a rundown of what we're gonna be talking about this week. So. We've got that. We're also going to discuss how much Disney made and potentially lost on Black Widow because of this whole situation. Uh, a couple movies moving, shifting around where they're going to release and or, you know, if they're even going to make it to theaters. We've got to talk about the Eternal, less so the Eternals trailer and more so the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Um, Patty Jenkins has, speaking out again about uh, Wonder Woman 84's streaming release and Denny Villeneuve possibly working on Dune Part 2, so stick around. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Zach. It's Josh. Zach, do you enjoy video games, drinking, and attempting to solve the world's problems through ridiculous schemes? Uh, yeah. Do you think others would enjoy that? I mean, I really hope so. So do I. So I think you all should come spend some time with us, the Midwest Meltdown. This show was created by these two fine gentlemen here, myself and Zach, when we spent the last 14 years telling each other funny stories, talking about video games, and literally anything else that comes to mind. We wanted to turn our passion for gaming into something that we could share with everyone. So again, follow us, the Midwest Meltdown, anywhere you can find your podcasts. That's Spotify, Apple Music, Podbean, Google Pods. Check us out. We'd be happy to have has happened so we've discussed for the past year uh how how the day and date thing affects the movie theater business and how it's yes. not good for us we haven't really discussed it we've mentioned it but we haven't really discussed we mentioned it when hbo max made its announcement that was putting all its films out on on day and date and that you know denny villeneuve the director of dune was not happy that chris nolan has had a falling out with warner brothers over this whole thing what I haven't really discussed is how these changes really affect the Hollywood talent themselves. So from the directors, all the, from yeah, the, we've, we've talked about us. We've talked about the studios. Yeah, we I haven't. Feel like we haven't talked a ton about the actors themselves. And so, so that's why it's super important that that we now discuss it. Um, as I'm sure most of you all know by now, Scarlett Johansson, the star of Black Widow, part of the MCU. Um, who's made some movies with Disney over the years, as well as, you know, she's an international star. She's well-respected. 
very talented actress. I personally like her. I know there's quite a few people out there that don't. I don't know why. Uh, we could get into that another time, but whatever. Um, it, she is suing Disney over Black Widow's release. So that's what's going on. Basically, the gist of her suit against Disney is that she lost out on millions of dollars because her original contract was never renegotiated or changed to reflect the day and date streaming option. Yes. It only her so all of all the money she would have made would have been based on box office receipts. So she would have gotten a percentage of the gross, all that. But because that got because that contract didn't change when Disney and Marvel when well, mostly Disney. I'm, I don't even know if I want to include Marvel in this because I know Kevin Feige wasn't happy about it at all. Rumored, right. I guarantee it wasn't. Um, but Disney opted to go ahead and do the day and date release. So Black Widow came out on July 9th um, in theaters and was available with Disney Plus Premier Access where you paid $30 to watch it at home. Now, that opening weekend, it opened to $80 million dollars at the domestic box office so which is good it's not it's not the standard for marvel anymore but it's good no but for, for these times as much as i hate the overuse of that phrase for these yeah. times that is really good yes i don't uh, think we've seen a single movie break the 100 million mark domestically in the first weekend since no. covid hit yes we're just not back to where we were or just not that's that's just the nature of the beast right so and that that same weekend i think we talked about it on a previous episode that same weekend disney went ahead and did an unprecedented thing where they announced how much they made off of the disney premiere access option which was 60 million so for an opening weekend put together those two numbers you're looking at 140 million okay cool it worked out for you this time except we discussed it the following week when the numbers plummeted 70%, 69%, whatever it was, to where it went from an $80 million opening to a $24 million second week. And which, as someone who has worked at theaters for the entirety of the MCU, Marvel movies have legs. Yeah. They stay busy for usually at least four weeks. Yes. Not to the same extent as the opening, but like we're still doing, looking at, probably at least half full auditoriums for most shows for four straight weeks yeah not black widow i mean not anything but black widow dropped off very quickly yeah so because why would you why would you go see it in the theater when it's available online right well and that created more Especially with the level of piracy that happened with black widow yes because Disney made it available on computer screens immediately. Mm-hmm. And that is not hard to pirate. They basically gift wrapped it for piraters. All you needed is one person to pay pay the $30 and then go, okay, Pirate Bay, here we screen, come. Screen record. Yep. And it's high quality. Like, that's the thing. And that's what everybody doesn't seem to understand. It's not like they just took their camera phone out and just held their phone. Yeah, pirating in theaters is difficult. Out. Yeah. Because A, getting the quality is not great. And B, people are very quick to inform on you if they think that you're pirating. And not even just that. If they just see people with their phone out, they get pissy. Yeah. So that all being said, Disney, so Scarlett Johansson is suing 
Disney saying that she's missing out on millions because they didn't they basically breached the contract and did not give the the theatrical exclusive release that they were expecting that they were promised and did not bother to renegotiate and then we have held since then we have heard several things about potential other disney actresses such as emma stone from cruella emily blunt from jungle cruise potentially going and suing I don't think anything's going with that. It sounds like, because Emma Stone just signed up for Cruella 2. Emily Blunt and The Rock apparently, Dwayne Johnson apparently went ahead and renegotiated their contracts before Jungle Cruise came out. I think my guess is after Scarlett Johansson's Mm -hmm. lawsuit, they were very quick to offer generous contracts to everyone else to ensure that they don't sue. Yes. To try to stave off future litigation. So, this story is coming from CNN, even though it was everywhere, entertainment news-wise, all that. Um, so back on August 23rd, uh, so a little over a week ago, about almost two weeks, um, basically Disney uh, decided to release more details. So they released exactly how much they have made on, or how much money Black Widow has made so far. Well, they're trying to push the lawsuit into arbitration so they that's, can be behind closed doors and no one has to know what's going on and that's, keep that's it all hush-hush so no, one, no one's paying attention. And as part right. of that, they were required to release it. That And that's that's what I'm getting to. So, so <laughs> this they isn't re- Disney doing something out of the goodness of their heart. No, no, no. So the company revealed in a court filing on Friday that the Marvel superhero film has made more than $125 million in streaming and online revenue as of August 15th. So that number could either go up or it could stagnate since then. So the film, which was made available for purchase to Disney Plus subscribers for $29.99 starting on July 9th, has also made more than $367 million at the global theatrical box office, according to the company. So for those of you that you know don't like doing math like myself... That means that this movie has not even cleared, as of August 15th, $500 million yet. Now, since then, I'm sure it has. But even still, for the MCU at this point in time, that is a low-ass figure. So $492 million compared to its budget, which I'm going to look for now. Excuse me. You think I'd have actually been prepared for this. Jeez, Kyle. Uh, I know. Okay, so $500 million. Roughly $500 million. $200 million production budget. Factor in $200 million for marketing and all that. And that's that's being probably right on the cusp of being right, if not a no, no. little low, just because, remember, this movie was pushed back three times. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and so here we go. Here's the updated box office number of 371.1 million in box office receipts. So, all right. So we've crossed 500 million. But in order to break even, this movie needed to make at minimum 400 million, which means that the profit nut margin on this got a lot slimmer, which also means that on Scarlett Johansson's contract, she did not make near as much as she should have. Now, All that being said, Disney's, uh, they included their figures in its motion requesting a confidential arbitration in New York rather than a public trial in LA. That's another key thing. They're trying to move districts. So it's it's, (laughs) it's all kind of hinky. So uh, John Berlinski, the attorney for Scarlett Johansson said in a statement to CNN Business, why is Disney so afraid of litigating this case in public? 
because it knows that Marvel's promises to give Black Widow a typical theatrical release, like its other films, had everything to do with guaranteeing that Disney wouldn't cannibalize box office receipts in order to boost Disney Plus subscriptions. Yet that is exactly what happened, and we look forward to presenting the overwhelming evidence that proves it. Makes sense to me. Yep. So, Daniel Petricelli, the attorney for Disney and Marvel, who put forth the filing on Friday, told CNN Business in the statement Monday that we are simply asking the court to enforce the party's agreement requiring arbitration of all disputes. Mm, okay, why wasn't that done beforehand? Like, you know, even if even if ScarJo skipped a step, like your dumbasses should have taken care of this before the movie even got released. So yep. let's go from there. As far as that that goes. Johansson filed this lawsuit in L.A. Superior Court last month that alleged Disney breached her contract by releasing Black Widow on Disney Plus on the same day it was released in theaters. This, according to the suit, reduced Johansson's financial stake in the film because she had agreed that her salary would be based in large part on the film's box office haul. That's not uncommon. Jack not, we've, we've talked about that before. We have. Jack Nicholson actually started that when he played Joker in Batman, and he's still making bank off of that to this day. Like, I've heard I've heard that Keanu Reeves does that a lot for the smaller movies he's in because it allows them to reduce the budget. Exactly. And it helps some of the smaller movies that he, he cares about get made in the first yeah. place. Exactly. And then he makes his money on the back end when it's successful. Right. So that's 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 their argument. Disney initially responded by saying that there is no merit whatsoever to this filing. Studio added that at the time that the company fully complied with Mr. Johansson's contract, and furthermore, the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with Premier Access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the $20 million she has received to date. So, okay. She got $20 million up front to do this movie. So that's, that's a good chunk of your budget right there. Cool. I get that. That $20 million? I, you and me both would sit there. We'd kill somebody to have $20 million in this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd kill two people just, just to make it worth my while. Like, $20 million is nothing okay. to sneeze at for the peons like us. And I'm sure, in all honesty, with ScarJo's very... And I guarantee you he said that to try to get people to turn against her. She got $20 million. Why is she, why is she so upset? Right. Because it's not about how much she did make. It's about how much she should have made. made and didn't. And that's the thing. So if you're expecting your job to give you a thousand dollars a week and they give you eight hundred and they go, Well, you got eight hundred what you complained about. Yeah. You're allowed to be mad that you didn't get that extra two hundred dollars. Exactly. Because you were supposed to get that two hundred dollars. Exactly. So it's not about the the number of zeros on her check. It's about it's being about the number of zeros that are missing from her check. Right. And in addition to that, it's that was the contract. Like your your you breached the contract by promising theatrical exclusivity in the paperwork yeah, and then yeah. didn't uphold your end of the bargain. And so therefore you not only cost yourselves money, you cost your talent money, which is interesting because ScarJo had previously signed up for a Tower of Terror movie with Disney, which we may discuss at a later date and time once we figure out what the hell's happening with that. Uh, I'm pretty sure they've said that she's not involved in any future Disney projects. Oh, good for her. I'm pretty sure I've heard that. I don't know if who that's coming from her or that, but yeah, my understanding is that, that that's it's nothing yeah. more is going to happen. I've I've I mean, literally heard Star Joe and Disney. I've literally heard nothing since since that the announcement yeah. came just before this lawsuit was. To be fair, what I just said maybe speculation. I don't remember where yeah. I heard from. I I've been to the beach and I drank a lot on the beach, so that's fair. I don't know. He was over on the beach, guys. You heard it first. 
It's over in the range with a lot of raspberry vodka. Yeah. So, but the point stands. Trisha made the point. You, you're expecting $1,000 from your employee employer. You only get 800 And then you're still being taxed on top of that. It's not about the number of zeros. It's about the compensation and siding with labor over the employer. Yes. If you are told that you're going to be getting something based on X, Y, and Z, and then they take away X or cannibalize X and Y to, you know, keep you from getting Z. She, she has they, right. they entered into a contract with her expecting to make a portion of box office that should have been massive based on all previous Marvel movies. Yeah. And they made a decision that affected that box office. Therefore, shorting her money that should have gone into her pocket right so she has every right to be upset i don't care how much money she made she did yeah. make she was she should have made more yeah and she didn't as a direct result of a decision that disney made yes not marvel disney mm -hmm. so she has every right to be upset and she has every right to sue and honestly i hope she wins yeah yeah, I honestly hope that that because I'm fascinated by this case and what it means, especially in our new streaming age, I hope it gets gets kept in public court in L.A. and not thrown I'm, in. Arkansas. I'm hopeful that studios are realizing that mm -hmm. this day and date model is not sustainable. No, as much as there's people who are going to shout and scream and say, I want it available for streaming right away. It's business. And if you cut out the traditional model completely, theaters will be gone, studios won't make enough, and the quality of the movies you receive will be forever Netflix original quality movies. Not trying to knock Netflix or any of the streaming originals, because some of them are very good. We've discussed some of the streaming mm -hmm. originals that are good. But there's a difference between a streaming original quality and a blockbuster quality. Yeah. And if you go straight to streaming, streaming quality is what you will get. Yeah. Because it they does not make the money that they make in theaters. And that's just fact. That's not oh. my that's not me being, you know, a, a theater fan, which I am. That's not me trying to protect my own job. That's just straight fact. You put them on and you know, this whole debacle with Black Widow has proven that. Yeah. There's no reason Black Widow should not have made, you know within the same ballpark as previous Marvel movies. They have all been wildly successful. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason Black Widow should have been an exception. Yeah. Except they put it on streaming. Exactly. It was pirated. People were paying 30 bucks one time to watch it countless times. Yeah. I've said before, it's not just Black Widow. Every movie that we've seen that's gone day and date, even if it has a good weekend, everyone's like, well, see, it had, it had a good opening weekend. It drops off. Yeah, we don't get we do not get the rewatch revenue that we used to. Mm -hmm. Like I said, Marvel movies tend to be busy for a month. People go see it over and over. Yeah. Why do they go see it over and over when they can just pay 30 bucks on Disney Plus and watch it as many times as they want after that? Yeah. Or log on to HBO and watch it. Yeah. They're not coming back to rewatch it. And exactly. so the studios are losing money and we're losing money. Yeah.
And what I find interesting about that too is because we've talked about the quality and how fans react to certain movies and people, I, I guarantee there's a small subsect of loud dumbasses out there that are going, well, Black Widow just wasn't as good as, as anything else, as any of the others. And I'm going, okay, you said the same thing about Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel cleared a billion dollars. Like, uh, How many people whine about Thor the Dark World? Exactly. Still made more money than Black Widow. Yep. Are you telling me that Thor the Dark World was better even though yeah universally almost every marvel fan hates it Mo- most of us there's a good even though i think people are wrong for hating it but that's, that's yeah. not the point when when a lot of us are sitting there going yeah age of ultron is probably the weakest mcu movie and it still made over a billion dollars like yeah and then there's other people that'll go well pandemic i'm going yes we can factor pandemic into it too i don't expect it to be the highest grossing marvel movie of all time it's not going to be an end game it's just not no, but it doesn't have the buildup even, even if it wasn't in the pandemic. Yeah. It was not going to be an, an end game level no. box office. We know that. No, but it was going to be. But it should have made a lot more money than it did. Right. And that's why I say a billion dollars was actually a reasonable figure for this mo- movie. And here's why. Going back to the first Avengers movie, Avengers came out. Iron Man 1 and 2 were wildly successful. Mm-hmm. Not billion dollar grocers, but wildly successful. Captain America did fairly decent same goes for the first thor incredible hulk underperformed okay so you got kind of a mixed bag we don't know what to expect but you're putting all five all all four of those movies together five of those movies together and bringing those characters out and putting them into one movie together and that movie clears a billion or cleared two billion didn't it it was a high Uh, number two billion clears two billion dollars at the at the time ago i don't remember I'm not a numbers person, Kyle. I know. Anyway, you know it, this. <laughs> but, but opening box office, you know, world records, all that. Yeah, yeah, when it came out, huge. Iron Man three opens the following year, and it still is not universally loved like its predecessor or some okay. of these other Marvel movies. Still cleared a billion dollars because it's the first movie after an Avengers movie. Yeah, this everyone wants to know what's coming next. Black Widow's coming out after Avengers Endgame. Granted, you have a huge gap in there as well because of the pandemic, but still, that is that is now the second movie right after Endgame, and then, of course, Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's going, okay, well, what are they doing with Black Widow? Like, how is this going to tie into what's coming next? Like, and all those people came out, saw that one time that opening weekend, and if they'd had, you know, no other option, would have gone back to the theater and seen it over and over again. But instead, no, they either gave Disney their 30 bucks to watch it however many times they want, or they went and watched pirated right. copy. Yeah. So, or said, eh, it'll be on Disney Plus here in a couple months anyway. I'll just wait yeah. until that happens. Exactly. And like I said, this isn't the first Disney movie to be cannibalized by this. Cruella did well, but it did not do, I think, near the numbers that they expected it to. Now, granted, it opened against A Quiet Place Part 2, which had legs and uh, had a theatrical exclusive window. Raya. Raya and the Last Dragon. Raya was fantastic. Everyone who I know that went to see it talked about how great it was. Yeah. Should have done a lot better than it did, but yep, it was online. I'll say we saw it and we thought it was excellent and it was worth watching in theaters. Even Mulan, I mean, it was, Mulan was, I wasn't a fan, but it was hyped and it should have made a lot of money, but it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason Disney didn't release and still hasn't released their numbers for Mulan and how much they made off of it. I guarantee you they lost money on it. Yeah. They lost money on that deal and they thought it was going to be a bigger deal in China than what it was. And it wasn't. (laughs) So, so Disney is finding out the hard way. And even now, Jungle Cruise, Jungle Cruise opening weekend, they, you know, it opened to like 30, 30 million 
you know, at the box office and like 35 on streaming. Total of 65 million on, again, probably a hundred, uh, roughly a hundred, hundred fifty million dollar budget. And like, we still have it and it's still selling okay. Yeah. But previous kind of Disney family adventure comedies like, like it, it should mm-hmm. be still selling more than it is. Yeah. Especially since we don't have a ton of truly family friendly options right now. Yeah. We have a lot of kind of older you know geared toward older audiences and we have Paw Patrol. Oh boy. Families are not going to go to Paw Only people with young children are going to Paw Patrol. Yeah. But Jungle Book Jungle or Jungle Book. Jungle Cruise is really kind of the only true family movie mm-hmm. that we have right now unless I'm completely missing something which I don't think I am. No. So it should be doing be better than it is and it's just not. Yeah. So anyway so yeah so if you ask me what what disney stands to just lose off of black widow though like i said they're they're barely at the break-even point for for the movie itself now you're factoring in losing several million to to scarjo over this shit like you know that's why i'm hoping that shang chi this weekend just kills it yeah and proves to Disney that stop cannibalizing yourself and putting it online. Yeah. Put it in theaters, people will go. Exactly. If they don't want to go, they'll wait. It's yeah. an MCU movie. I guarantee you, people will wait. Yeah. So, anyway, but here's the most important takeaway from, from all this go get your shot, get your vaccine, go see the movies, go to the movies. mask on and go to the movies. Exactly. Get, let's all get together like and i i know we don't get this is not a political thing this is a healthcare thing get your fucking shots quit making excuses just get the shot it's not gonna hurt you you're gonna be fine and for you saying well you don't know what's in them like you don't either like you don't know what was in that fucking bar rag shot that you did last week susan but hey what's, here you are what, what's in that taco bell taco you you just ate last week yeah do you know everything that went into that guarantee you don't no so you ate go, it anyway yeah go get your shot like our jobs our lives they're all depending on it quit being selfish go get your shots put on your mask go to the movie you take your mask off when you're in the theater and have popcorn like it's not complicated so and yes yes there is there is a variant out there that's why it's important that you go get vaccinated yes and i i say that from from the experience of having grandparents and in-laws and nieces and nephews that have all had it recently and thankfully four out of the six were vaccinated and the other two got over it pretty quick like and it could have been far worse so go get your shots go see movies go support the actors and actresses and even yes the studios but more importantly go support your movie theater help us out so go see shang chi this weekend i'm so excited for shang like we keep saying if you're just not comfortable going to a movie okay Go get some popcorn. Yes. Get your popcorn. That, that helps them out a lot. So, but just anything that helps us with, makes our fur caps look better. So, exactly. <laughs> so, and if you're looking for Shang-Chi, well, this weekend, Labor Day weekend, the only way you're going to be able to see it is in theaters. So, <laughs> you know, you might <laughs> want to get on that. So, anyway, well, we go from one, one part of the Marvel Universe to another. We had a couple trailers drop here in the last week or two. So first up, the new Eternals trailer. Are you okay? Is everything fine over there? Sasha's got the zoomies. Oh, 
and she just like ran straight over my lap underneath the coffee table into my room yeah sorry okay so if you hear a bell jingling in the background it's just my cat i'm just i'm watching your like head like go back and forth like i don't know where to look trying to make sure she doesn't like knock anything over or break anything because she's turning corners awful tight yeah and my 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 new fancy shield was right in front of me and i'm like don't 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 knock it over don't knock it over don't touch it leave it alone all right so one more a corner of the marvel universe to another uh the eternals trailer dropped um where we finally got a bit of an explanation as to why the eternals did not get involved and nobody's happy about the explanation but hey it is what it is like we were told not to we were told not to get involved it happens with all celestial beings like you know it's the same same reason i go why does god let these terrible things happen well he's just not getting involved okay well rules apply here like so uh, but the trailer, though, looks fairly epic in scope yet again. Uh, Trisha, what were your thoughts on this trailer when you saw it? I mean, I, watching the first trailer, I was excited to see it. I thought it looked good, but I think this trailer was even better. Yeah. I, I think I'm excited to see it. Uh, I was excited seeing the uh, the shot of the Celestials, the um, the cosmic beings that we saw the skull of in no- or for nowhere mm-hmm. in... Uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, and now we get to see this. And this will actually be the second Celestial we've been introduced to, the first being Ego, the Living Planet, in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I once again remind people I'm not a comic person, so I know nothing. Okay. So, it's all right. So... You know, I just know just <laughs> enough to get by. Like Going into this blind, but that's fine. I've gone into pretty much the entire MCU blind, and I'm fine with that. I was going to say, I, fun. I am so so oblivious to the Eternals that I had no idea what they were until until they announced it. And I went, you know what? I'm just going to go in. Same goes for Shang-Chi. I know nothing about Shang-Chi. But I'm like, I'm in. Let's do it. Martial arts movie with, you know, superpowers? Like, fucking A, let's go, you know? Um, so, yeah. So, I, I thought the trailer was really good. Again, it looks epic in scope. It looks different from what we've seen from Marvel, Marvel before with just a hint, just enough of that Marvel humor to kind of yes. keep it going. So um yeah i don't know why kit harrington's there because he doesn't look like he's gonna be doing much but it is what it is so um also i am now all aboard the uh what is his name the scottish guy richard richard madden richard madden i am all aboard the richard madden for james bond train like the dude's got the look like let's go let's do it he's not well known enough he's got some hits under his belt let's go like anyway that's just what i took away from that but yeah i i i can't really speculate much on that so but it does look good. I'm looking forward to seeing it in November. It's not even close to my like top five anticipated for the rest of the year, though. Um, however, number two for my top five most anticipated for the rest of the year. Also, finally, after months of people going, where the hell is the trailer? We finally have a trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, this time around, we see Peter, who is now dealing with the consequences of being outed after uh, Far From Home uh, as, as the Spider-Man and being framed for Mysterio's murder, uh, goes to Doctor Strange for help. Doctor Strange starts to cast a spell. Peter, of course, is a typical teenager that did not think about the consequences of his actions and tries to change things at the last second. And of course, all hell breaks loose. And now we get multiverse. And oh, look. <laughs> And oh, did you hear that? Did you see that pumpkin grenade? Is that is that Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin <laughs> cackle I hear? And then holy shit, Alfred Molina's back as Doc Ock, just like we all said he would be, but it doesn't matter that we knew it was coming because we're still fucking pumped. 
Um, that trailer, Trisha, I I was screaming at my phone. Like I'm sitting there going, yes, like okay, what are we? Like I'm just bouncing like a little kid, like okay. So we now have we now have the events of WandaVision and the events of Loki mm-hmm. now compounding onto the events of this particular movie to give us the full-blown multiverse in addition to the what if series. And I'm going, yes, yes, just give it to me now. Just a series of people fucking up all leading up to Doctor Strange. All he has to do is say no, but what does he do? He has his ego challenge. So he says, yeah, sure. And just the entire universe rips apart. Yeah, you know, it's fine. Just a typical day at the office for Doc Strange. Like, you know, not a big deal. Um, I love how, like, we finally got the trailer and now everybody is wildly speculating everything from whether or not Toby and Andrew are going to show up in it to... really surprised. Uh, that's, that's what MCU fans do. Right. They overanalyze until they're almost disappointed when the movie comes out. They are now it's nowhere near as complicated as they were convinced it was going to be. In my book, they are just behind Star Wars fans as far as... And just, everyone is Mephisto. And everyone is Mephisto. Like, oh, hey, they drew a devil horns and twirly mustache. Doctor on. Strange's hair looks funny. He must be Mephisto. Do you ever think that maybe Disney just got a different wig? Right. I love I love that everybody, that there's a group of people that's now out there going, well, Doctor Strange is acting weird. And I'm going... No, he's not. Doctor Strange has... has he's an, an is, egotistical asshole that doesn't... Yeah at least to have the slight moral compass that tony stark does yeah yeah tony at least thinks about the consequences of his actions. sometimes as he's doing it and then he corrects but yeah, at least yeah. there's that yeah so whereas dr strange is going a literal two-year-old don't do that well i'm gonna go do it now no i don't want to say two-year-old dr strange is that that asshole cat that you catch him like gently pushing something on on the counter and you say no and he keeps tapping it until it falls off yes <laughs> That is Doctor Strange. And that's okay. I love that about him. But yes, yes, this all could have been avoided had he just said, sorry, Peter, no. we have to deal, deal with, with it. With your, you got to deal with your shit yourself. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I am so excited. Like, I, I cannot wait. I, I think what I'm most excited about is the fact that we are, we are getting uh, hopefully some sense of closure for Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be nice um even if that's not the case and it winds up being that that peter is traveling through multiverses and appears as that version's peter peter parker to these villains i think would also be a cool cool kind of twisty way to do things um either way just give me this fucking movie now like (laughs) i don't like i know it's being gift wrapped for christmas but like i want it now like i don't need it sitting under the tree just give it to me let me watch it now um yeah this is this is the this is probably the marvel movie i am most excited for out of anything that they could plan for phase four like i don't know trisha what 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 were your thoughts as you watched this trailer besides oh my god this is fucking awesome i i was hoping for you know a few more actor reveals but i can't i can't say i'm surprised it's it's marvel they hold their cards close to the chest yeah but you know there's a lot more shit going down in that movie than they've revealed in that trailer yeah just just give just give me yeah uh no the amount the amount revealed i think was just perfect like again we already knew alfred molina was involved but we'd heard rumors that willem dafoe would also be there and to kind of have that confirmation by hearing his cackle and seeing the goblin's pumpkin bomb land on the bridge and i'm going 
are those two teaming up? Because it's it's definitely the same sequence. Like mm-hmm. I'm going, okay, this is what I want. Like, and this this could be the buildup to the Sinister Six movie Sony's been wanting to do for a while. Yeah. Anyway. And I'm going it's kind of the widely accepted yeah. so idea but, now. But there is one conspiracy theory that I am all aboard on, and I know you will be too as soon as I mention it. Um we're fairly certain that those are Charlie Cox's arms slamming yes. down piles on the desk. Give well, me Daredevil. I miss him. We want Daredevil in the MCU and we want him now. Specifically Charlie Cox. Yes. I don't want another one. Give me Charlie Cox. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So that is coming December 17th. If you haven't watched the trailer yet, what the hell are you waiting for? Go watch. Who else is going to step up and volunteer to be Peter Parker's lawyer? Literally nobody. Well, I say that. She-Hulk would also be uh, a good attorney choice for him. And if they teamed them up, especially since she has a Marvel show coming on Disney Plus, like, why not give me all the things? Just (laughs) right right here. So anyway, so yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the trailer talk for this week. Like we did get a new James Bond trailer today, which kind of tied this whole thing from Casino Royale all the way up to No Time to Die that came out today that had some new footage that looked great and I would discuss it but I don't know that you've watched it and well we're running out of time anyway so we've got enough shit to talk about plus that movie's coming out here in about uh, just over a month so it's okay like go check it out but definitely go watch that Spider-Man No Way Home trailer and then get out there and start you know conspiracy theorying the fuck out of it because that's half the fun of waiting for Marvel movies um speaking of uh now we got to go to marvel adjacent because we're still on sony uh venom has moved so this is one of the titles that we were talking about was getting moved from its original release date has been moved multiple times it is now moved from september to october 15th and here's why this is a bad idea october 15th is the exact same day that halloween kills is being released And while granted, Venom 2 has the PG-13 rating in its back pocket, I know if I had my kids and had already introduced them to horror movies, like a good parent should, we would be going, fuck Venom 2, let's go see Halloween Kills. And I think most people will go see Halloween Kills over Venom. I agree. Now, is that- Venom is going to be that there's a group of obnoxious kids that can't get into Halloween Kills, so they're going to settle for Venom. Exactly. When they realize they can't get in. Yeah. And that's not to say that Venom won't win the weekend. It probably will. Um, but I guarantee business will die off the following week because everybody will definitely want to go see Halloween Kills then. Or as we get closer to Halloween weekend, that movie will ramp up. But it's October. Everybody wants to go see scary movies. Um, if you ask me, I think Venom should have stayed put. Or, as the rumors were going, push back to January to be part of the trash heap there and move Jared Leto's Morbius out of the way. Um, because that movie hasn't been shuffled around enough yet either. <laughs> so, but nobody cares about Jared Leto. He's leading a cult. He's fine. He'll be okay. Um, but yeah, so no, I, I, I think this is actually a really bad move on Sony's part, um, which either they're really confident that they can compete, use that movie to compete with Halloween Kills or they're not confident in it at all and they can sit there and blame Halloween Kills for it underperforming if it doesn't do well. Either way. Totally. So um, the trailers for that have not been good. The trailers for Halloween Kills have been excellent. 
I know which one I'd rather see. And granted, I'm biased because I love the Halloween movies and I absolutely did not care for <laughs> the first Venom movie. But I was willing to give it a chance, especially with no. Woody Harrelson in it. But, man, you want to talk about a movie that can't figure out its tone. Like a trailer that can't even figure out its tone. It's Venom 2. So, um, I, do, I, do feel, I do feel bad for uh, uh, our friend Abby, who is probably going to be listening to the show soon. Um, who is very excited for Venom 2 because she knows it's going to be a trash heap. And I'm going, no, that's okay. I hope you enjoy the trash heap. So, unlike us, because we also had to sit through a trash heap this weekend. Trisha, would you like to introduce what movie we're reviewing this week? So, was it maybe a week ago? Mm-hmm. Um, I was standing week and a half ago maybe i was standing in the office and uh one of our other managers walks in and hands me a flash drive which i'm the one that does most of the film work stuff so that's not unusual it was a flash drive with the trailer on it that had been sent to us not unusual mm-hmm. and it's I'm, it's handed to me and she goes i don't know what this is but here take it so i don't lose it or forget it somewhere I'm like okay i look down and all i see is on the tag the it says death rider I'm like, well, I guess Death Rider. I've never heard of this. So Megan's in the office with me. So I promptly pull up IMDb to look at it. And it's Death Rider in the House of Vampires. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I see that it's Devin Sawa and Danny Trejo. And immediately Megan's like, oh, we have to watch it. So I sent you a screenshot of the IMDb page. And you have pretty much the same sentiment. We have to watch this. Well, then we finally look up the trailer. Oh, the trailer said we definitely need to watch this. So uh, terrible. So hold on. So we need to we need to dig further into this, guys, because not only Devin Sawa of Final Destination, Casper, Little Giants, you name it, Devin Sawa, '90s heartthrob himself. Yes, Danny Trejo, America's hardest working Mexican in Hollywood, like. Mr. Been to Prison got out and started making movies for a living, Danny Trejo. Oh, we are two for two. A bunch of other people I don't know in a Western featuring vampires that looks very schlocky. Three for three. And then we get to the final card that had me go, are you fucking kidding me? Directed by Glenn Danzig of the band Danzig of the Misfits, as in Mother Tell your children not to walk my way, that Glenn Danzig. Like, I'm going, somebody gave this man a camera and some money to make a spaghetti western featuring vampires and titled it Death Rider in the House of Vampires. Fuck yes, we've got to watch this movie. (laughs) Everything about this screams, I need to endure this. So we did. We went into it knowing it was going to be terrible. Oh, yeah. Hoping it was going to be a so bad it's good situation. We were wrong. It was not. It wasn't even. It was on par with some of the worst of the Mystery Science Theater 3000 subjects. Like. Put it this way. I noticed how bad the camera work was. Me. Yeah. Who usually doesn't really pay attention to that stuff. Yeah. I noticed how bad the camera work was. There, 
there were mo so hold on so right at the beginning it started off strong in like the first five minutes i mean we have devin sawa clad in all black riding his horse with some large-breasted blonde riding on her horse and her tits were clearly weighing her down because she was slumped over most of the time uh you know with a theme song ripped right from us you know the old spaghetti western like the you know man called trinity or things like that and it was called Death Rider, and it's being sung by Danzig, like sung by Glenn Danzig. And I'm going, oh my God, this is, I'm, I'm in. I was so sold, Trisha, in the first like 30 seconds, because I'm sitting there going, wow, we didn't even, the, the literally, the, the, it faded in from black, and we already had titties. And I'm going, not wasting any time with this. Like, how bad is this going to be? But I was in because of the song and just the the idea of you know this Death Rider and I'm like yes, <laughs> yes. And then we get to Danny Trejo and I'm like oh shit, we get Danny Trejo early. In Is he gonna be like are they gonna team up? Are they gonna slay vampires to get? No, they're both vampires already. And then Danny Trejo gets left for dead and I'm going are you fucking serious? Like we thirty seconds. He's in this movie for like thirty seconds and then he dies. Yes, and that's it. Who does he die? Like that's the other bitch of no. it. Like, at least when Danny Trejo shows up to die, we're at least treated to seeing how he's getting killed off. No, they leave him for dead, tied up on the dirt. And I'm like, oh. And then it cuts away from that as Death Rider and Big Titty Blonde are traipsing across the desert to give us a title sequence with no music. Yeah. You Actually, hear, like, wind? Ambient. And whenever, whenever it shows a new actor... There's a gunshot sound. Gunshots, a little bit of blood splatter to, you know, emphasize that's, that's, it. That's bloody. It. And it's not a short title sequence. No, it feels like the This is like every single person that appears in the movie. Mm -hmm. Plus it's, half of the crew. Yeah, it's it was one of those where I'm like, I feel like we probably should have taken the Death Rider song and put it over this. Yes. And then just yes. had like the first four minutes be silent. It's like somebody got their fucking job backwards. Yes. It's like, enough. Agreed. So, the movie continues. We get Eli Roth, who directed Hostel and a bunch of other schlocky movies, appeared in Glorious Bastards. He's in it. He's obnoxious. Per usual. Ripley, Betty, I know. I didn't like the movie either, but I need you to quit talking. <laughs> Stop it. So, anyway, uh, there the character names. Let's get into the character names on this movie real quick. You had Duke Von Wayne, who is killed by Molten Silver. You have Drac Cassidy, of course, Death Rider himself, uh, Danzig's character, Bad Bathory. And I'm like, is he related to Beyond Bathory? Like, I don't know. Like, I need, need these questions answered. The only actors, so Devin Sawa is just kind of there, and it's clear he's kind of going through the motions, and it's just like, yeah, let me just try and play, like, old school Western badass, but, like, not really, like, like, he know, like, it's like he's in on the joke that we're not in on, and it's like, I want to laugh with you, but I feel like you're laughing at me because I'm sitting through this. And then you have Julian Sands, who plays the bad guy, Lord Fuckwad, I don't remember what his name was, but anyway. It's important, let's be real. It's not important. He is, this poor English bastard is the only one who is trying his damnedest to give a performance. And even he knows it's not worth it. <laughs> but he's trying, damn it. And that's to be applauded. Then you have Kim Director, who is playing like the head whore vampire, because, you know, why not? And I'm going, who is Kim Director? Like, she looks familiar to me. And I looked at you and I said, 
I know I'm going to be ashamed and embarrassed when I realize what I what I recognize her from. Mm-hmm. And I know you, you probably sat there and went, oh, great. She's probably a porn star or something like something stupid. No, I just it's probably something obscure I haven't seen. I don't know. Right, right. And so, yeah. So, but like, I'm like, I know I'm going to be embarrassed. And I'm like, if I recognize a porn star, I'm never embarrassed about that. I'm just, you know, ask questions later. No, Kim Director, <laughs> the only big movie I could ever name that she was in was Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. The, Which I never saw. Oh, you did not miss out. But even that movie was better than this. She's in it. And of course she, I, I'm not going to lie, I actually loved her little story arc of being like all over wanting to jump Devin Sawa's bones and is basically competing with a younger vampire prostitute who is played by Glenn Danzig's uh, girlfriend. And yes, she is a porn star in real life. Did not realize that. Go figure, I would get it backwards. Either way. <laughs> but I'm like, huh. Like, okay. This is, and she's like doing this terrible, like, Texas Southern accent. Like, but she's going, she's swinging for the fences. I'm like, good on you, baby. Like, good on you. She's trying. She's trying. She's trying she try hard. Probably a little too hard. And I'm going, eh, you're part of the reason the Book of Shadows didn't work. I mean, you aren't the only reason, but like, you're part of it but yeah um we sat through that we sat through some terrible special effects we sat through a lot of boring dialogue that wasn't even really entertaining uh, <laughs> and we had one one shootout it's a vampire western i expect at least uh, at least two shootouts like i need one at the start one at the end like you know bloodletting and like more vampire bites and all that there's also an obscene obsession with zooming in the camera on vampire bites and watching them bleed out. And it's like, yeah, like, just bad zooming in general, like just oh. random. One point they zoomed into end a scene and it literally zoomed in on some dude's nostril. Yes, it was bizarre. I think it was Eli Roth's nostril, actually. But like at the beginning, all the transitions were like fade to blacks, which you, you were like, what is it? Commercial break? Yeah. But then at some point in the middle, it switched over from fade to blacks to unfocusing and then refocusing on the next scene. Like, can, can we not pick a transition and, and, and stick with it? Yeah. Oh. But yet, do we need a transition? Can we just cut to the next scene? Right. Like, like, it's like someone gave someone who flunked film school a bunch of fancy toys and they had to use all of them. Yes. Yeah, it was like, I want to show our friend Alex's because Alex actually has her degree in film editing. And I just want to want her to go, oh, no. Oh, God, no. Like, I just want to watch her cringe the entire way through as she watches these terrible edits. Like, Well, I hate to disappoint you, but um, we're losing Death Rider this week. Oh, are you kidding me? The Dude, whole, like... I know this is going to be its breakout weekend, Trisha. Like, this is it. This is when the it was whole going. seven tickets we've sold in the almost week and spin out is just not enough to keep it for Shang-Chi. Damn it. I, I feel like the I feel like it would have gotten good word of mouth after last weekend. I feel like I feel like those seven people definitely spread the word. Yeah, I have I like I have sat through some bad, bad movies. But like I even looked at you afterwards and I said, Trisha, I never want to hear another unkind word about Super Mario Brothers ever again and i'll even go one step further after crystal pointed out to me i don't want to hear an unkind word about batman and robin ever again and that's including from myself and we all know how much i don't like that movie like that is how bad this was and like i said 
right up there with some of the worst movie. Like this was, it wasn't quite Manos Hands of Fate, the Hands of Fate bad, but it was getting mm-hmm. there. It was bad. Like I would love to see MST3K go ahead and take this movie and do something with it. But I feel like it'd almost be too easy. Like, because I'm sitting Probably. there just cracking a joke every 30 seconds at this point. I'm like, That's true. And I got tired. I'm like, there's so much. There's so much bad here. I just don't, I don't understand. Awful. So yeah. So don't waste your time with that. Uh, we also had another horror movie called Behemoth that was also not well received. And I watched the trailer for it and it didn't look much better. Um, but between the two of us, I did actually watch a horror movie that was worth a shit this week. Um, you didn't, and that's okay. I highly recommend it though. If you get the chance, uh, watch it during daylight hours. Candyman, the remake, uh, with Yaya Abdul, uh, Mateen the second, I think that's his name. Um, <laughs> Uh, Black Manta. That's what I'm going to refer to him as. Uh, no, for, for an update, like reboot, sequel, whatever you want to call it, like in the same kind of vein as, as the Halloween reboot, uh, this was this was actually really damn good. I had to go get the, the, the taste of shitty horror out of my mouth and, and actually watch something worthwhile. So I watched Candyman. <laughs> I was not disappointed at all. It's very good. The, the themes are very timely in it. Um, we've we spent all this time just reviewing one shitty movie because we watched it together but now i have to give you the quick blurb on what you should go watch go watch Candyman. go watch that if you can't get into uh, uh shang chi this weekend go see Candyman instead so um yeah Whew. god death rider uh i wanted to ride death at that point i just i was just done i was just over it all right so i got two other little news stories to discuss real quick um Hold on a second. Where'd that story go? Did I delete it? So basically, Patty Jenkins came out and said that she was, um, she found the day and date release for Wonder Woman 84 to be heartbreaking, a heartbreaking experience. Um, so she was seen during a panel at CinemaCon last week. Um, and so she touched on the day and date model that the film followed, called it a heartbreaking experience. Uh, but the best choice and a bunch of bad choices at the moment. Jenkins also didn't mince words on exactly how it affected the box office results for the film. Uh, Quote, it was detrimental to the movie, said Jenkins. I knew that could have happened. I don't think it plays the same on streaming ever, she said uh, about the sequel before exclaiming, I'm not a fan of day and date and I hope to avoid it forever. She also said during her panel appearance that she loves making movies for the big screen experience and that she doesn't ever see herself making a film for free streaming company like Netflix pretty pretty strong words not not chris nolan level of basically fuck you i'm leaving like you know but definitely uh pretty much did it because i had to don't want to do it again let's move forward yeah which you know once you're eight months removed from your film's release i feel like you have every right to say that at that point honestly i wouldn't have blamed her if she said it before the movie even came out so don't watch it on hbo max watch it in theaters like yeah you know um yeah, no, and, and and she's not wrong. It was it was the best choice out of a bunch of bad choices, and I can't disagree with that. Like at where we were at in December, was bad, and yeah. so and granted, while we would have benefited from exclusivity, I get Warner Brothers' decision at that point in time to go ahead and do day and date. What I don't understand though is doing the day and date for the entire rest of twenty twenty one. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah, so. But hey, here we are. It hasn't affected Suicide Squad or anything. That was the other movie we watched. We could have ranted about how great that was and how nobody went to see it. It's true. So, um, yeah, go see Suicide Squad in theaters if you can. 
Um, but no, I, I re read her comments. And I'm going, yeah, I feel like this is how a lot of filmmakers that have been working for Warner Brothers or Disney at this point have seen their movies released this way are feeling. So, yeah. you, have any, you didn't have anything else to add to that, did you? Yeah. Okay. All right. So then I got one last one last story that we're going to close out on. Uh, Denny Villeneuve, who we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, is one of the few people that is still railing against Warner Brothers for doing day and date with Dune coming up. However, he has said uh, that he is very optimistic that he will get to make Dune part two, but not if part one bombs at the box office. Um, he said, there's no such thing as Dune one and Dune two. It's Dune part one and Dune part two. Uh, Villeneuve, Villeneuve only agreed to direct an adaptation of Frank Herbert's novel for Warner Brothers and Legendary if they let him split the book into two parts. Director is now writing Dune Part 2 and said it would take a Part 1 box office disaster for the next film to not get made. Uh, quote, we have been hearing in the past few decades that it's not possible to adapt this book and that it's an impossible task. I think that in, that in the back of the mind of the studio, it's still the same. The first thing was to prove that there was a beautiful popular movie that can exist and I think that I proved that. Everybody at Warner Brothers and Legendary, they are 100% behind the project. They feel that it would need a really bad outcome at the box office to not have a Dune Part 2 because they love the movie. They are proud of the movie so they want to, the movie to move forward and they still did half of it. So you know, I'm very optimistic. So I guess that begs the question, what will we consider a box office success for Dune Part 1 in order to get a Dune Part 2? Um, Especially since it's, like I said, being hindered by a day and date release on HBO Max. So yeah. um, people I've talked to that have mentioned it are do seem very positive and very receptive to what they've seen so far in the footage. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people talk about how excited they are for it and that they think it looks really good. Yeah. Um, so I am, yeah, he's still condemning the, the decision. He also came forward, there was a report that um, he said it could start filming as soon as next year, next fall. Um, uh, he also clarified, so there was a story going around that he said that basically the character of Chani played by Zendaya would be the one, or would be kind of the new lead for Dune Part 2, that it would follow her more closely. So um, he spoke about that report and said, and insisted, quote, this is where sometimes I realize my limitations with the English language. When I gave this video conference interview to this Italian magazine, I babbled about something about Chani's character that made it seem like the second movie would focus on her. She remains one of the main characters and the role is important, but Dune still remains the story of Paul Atreides first and foremost. Having said that, Zendaya is an incredible actress who inspires me deeply. She really is a movie beast. Its role has grown in the first part. I put this misunderstanding on my own. This is a case of lost in translation. That makes, makes more sense to me than making. Now, granted, I was all aboard the okay, doing part two from Chinese perspective, like yeah. interesting choice, but I'm not <laughs> not mad at it. And he's right, Zendaya is a good actress. I actually genuinely mm -hmm. like her in most everything I've seen her in. Um, but I'm actually comforted by knowing that it's more of a almost a co-lead kind of thing, or giving her an expanded story, which makes sense when you've read the yes. book, like we have, and we know that she does become a more central figure in the second half of the story. Yes. So, you know, uh, so yeah, any, anything out of those two, two stories that you wanted to touch on real quick? No, I was like, yeah, I was kind of confused about the comments about Johnny being mm -hmm. kind of the lead in the second one, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at with it too. 
I personally, I'm hoping, hoping of beyond hope that that Dune, at least part one, opens to at least 50 million. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's a good start. I think it's going to do really well internationally, personally. Agreed. Um, that's that's where I think it's going to make its bank. Um, and as long as, you know, if China gets out to see it, as long as Europe gets out, like those big markets, I think if those hold and get a big enough number there and it can open to 50 million here, I think we could very easily see Dune part two go into production next year to get a 2023 or 2024 release, which I'm all for because I want to see this whole story played out. There are also reports that he wants to do a Dune trilogy and the uh, basically the second book would become the third movie. And I'm going, well, if that becomes the case, I'll go ahead and order book two and figure out what's going on. But, uh, but that's where we're at. (laughs) Trish is like, I am not reading it. I'm done. Like you can tell me all that. I'll wait for the movie. That's fine. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us here this week on My Drunk Movie Theater. Uh, thank you again for joining us. We are sorry about the hiatus. Hopefully, we'll be back on a much more uh, regular recording schedule so that way we can get you guys episodes every week. Um, so, yeah. Uh, beyond that, make sure you follow us on Twitter at drunk underscore theater. That's the best place to kind of catch up on what we're doing because we're always sharing at least tidbits of what's happening. Like, I'd already started tweeting about parts of this, this stupid uh, fight story that I, we shared earlier in the show uh, on there. So that's a good spot to go catch us. Uh, also, if you want to support the show, uh, my drunk movie theater uh, dot shot. Oh, come I have, that's how long it's been since I've done this, this whole plugging thing. Treasure <laughs> so long. Uh, was it my drunk movie theater dot store? My God so loud over there hold on i'm gonna make sure that's right three two yes my drunk movie theater dot store you can go find all of our merchandise there we have logo t-shirts we've got some with our sayings like you know be nice to your damn movie staff or uh, damn the man save the cinema things like that um Go, go support us on there. That's the best way to do it. That way you get merch. We get a little money in our pocket. Remember, I do have a kid on the way. It would be nice to actually have a little nest egg for her whenever she gets here. So um, all that being said, Trisha, you got anything else to add before we close out this week? Nope. Awesome. Well, that'll do it for us from all of us here at My Drunk Movie Theater. I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And be nice to your damn movie staff. 